It's not nice to eavesdrop, but it's fun. So let's check in on the comedy of errors at the Baxters. On the little things in life. Brought to you by Dan Rolon, America's leading roll-on antiperspirant. Mrs. Baxter. Is my husband busy? I'll tell him you're here. All right, fine. Um, Mr. Baxter, Mrs. Baxter's here. He'll be right with you. How have you been, Mrs. Baxter? Oh, fine, fine. And you, Miss Perkins? Oh, I keep going. I don't complain, but my knee still bothers me, you know, from slipping on the ice last winter. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, and of course, my sinus trouble. Well, I've just learned to live with it, that's all. I think you just learn to live with things, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. I should The say doctor that. thinks a lot of it has to do with my allergies. Oh. I can't eat this and I can't eat that. Mm. I had one little bite of chocolate the other day and just broke out in these terrible highs. Oh. Oh, dear, how awful. Sorry. Hi, dear. Oh, hi. Come into my office, said the spider to the fly. <laughs> uh, nice to talk to you, Miss Perkins. I hope you feel better. Thank you. <laughs> oh, your secretary and her ailments. How do you stand this? Yeah, I don't listen anymore. Wouldn't you think these people who complain all the time would realize that nobody really cares about your sinus trouble, your allergies, you know, this constant bid for sympathy? Well, yeah. Miss Perkins lives alone, probably has too much time to worry about herself. Oh, I suppose, poor dear. Well, anyhow, I've got a little shopping to do. I've got a ride into town with Evie today, but she's meeting Fred, and I thought maybe I'd get a ride home with you. Fine. Okay. Meet me back here at the office? No, I'll have some packages and lots of places to go. I said, pick me up uh, outside the department store. The main entrance, say 530? But there's no place to park. You don't have to park, dear. Be there promptly at 5.30, and I'll be looking for you. Just double park, and I'll just dash out and jump into the car. Look, I know you. I'll be there. You are always late. I will be there. Now, don't worry. It's 3.30 now, and I have loads of time to shop, and I know exactly what I want. It's against the law to double park there. If, if I have to wait even one minute, I'll get a ticket if the cop sees me, and there's always a cop at that corner. I'll be there ahead of you, right in the main entrance. I'll be looking for you. I will be waiting for you. You'd better be. 5.30 sharp. 5.30 sharp. Now, I mean it. Don't you keep me waiting. I cannot double park in front of that department store. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Oh, well, I've just been here a few minutes, officer. My wife was supposed to be at the main entrance to the store here. You see that <laughs> sign? Big letters. No double parking here at any time. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I see that, and I know that. I told my wife... You realize that, that when you double park like this, the cars have to go around you, which slows down everybody... Holding up the traffic not only at this corner, also at the next corner and the next, all the way down the street. Yes, 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 I realize that. I just wish you were telling these things to my wife. She's the one who's late. You're the one who's double parked. Let's see your license. Okay, just a minute. I don't understand why you and people like you have no respect either for the law for other drivers. I do have respect for the law, officer. My wife said she'd be here promptly at 5.30. I should just drive up and she'd jump in the car. I told her I couldn't double park. Driver's license. Right here. I don't see why guys like you put the blame on your wives. If you can read that sign and you know the law, then you know there's no excuse for double parking, right? Right. Okay, I suggest after this you pull into some parking lot. There's one right in back of the department store here. 
And then you walk back. You wait outside the entrance for your wife. A parking meter's a lot cheaper than the fine for double parking. Yes, sir. All right, here's your license. Now get this car out of here. speaking to me, are you? I'm speaking to you. I'm going to have plenty to say. Now, let me tell you what happened. I don't want to hear what happened. You are always late. Put the paper down and listen to me. Oh, my feet are killing me. I ran all over shopping. I'll put the paper down, but you listen to me. Weren't you going to be right there at the entrance at 5.30 sharp? I double parked, got a ticket, then parked the car, walked back, stood in that entrance to the department store for 45 minutes, and I finally gave up at 6.20. I missed you by two minutes. Two minutes. I got there at exactly 6.22. Sure. I did. I did. When you weren't there, I figured you got mad and came home. So I knew where Evie and Fred were having dinner, and I went to the house side. They invited me to eat with them, which I did, and they gave me a ride home. And I called home, and I told Debbie that. Yeah, I know. I know. She told me when I got here get any dinner? Yes. Debbie fixed me some overdone hamburgers. Her specialty. Well, I'm sorry. Look, I really am sorry, darling. I know you're mad. Actually, I, I am not mad. Uh, I'm just fed up. Let me tell you the reason I was late. I don't want to hear the reason. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just tired of always waiting for you. You are always late. Always. Always keeping other people waiting. Well, I don't do it deliberately. Anyhow, I'm not always late. All right. All right. No. 90% of the time. There seem to be two kinds of people. Those who are always on time or even ahead of time and those who are always late. And they seem to think it's cute. Oh, cute. I don't yes, think yes, oh, I've heard you say so oh. in this kittenish way. Oh, I'm always late. I just cannot get places on time. I guess oh. it's the way I am and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, I don't say it like that. And there are thousands, millions probably, of people just like you. You keep all the rest of us who are on time waiting. You've been late to things. Yes, yes, everyone has, but at least I make an effort to be on time. I make an effort. You've kept me waiting. You keep your friends waiting when you're supposed to meet them for lunch or something. When we catch a train or a plane, we just barely make it. When we've been on sightseeing tours, on trips, the whole busload of people have kept waiting while you've dashed in someplace to get postcards and stamps. And I think, if nothing else, it's rude. Well, yes. It is inconsiderate to keep people waiting, and nobody likes to be kept waiting. It is unfair to waste other people's time. Yes, well, that's true. Well, you're right. I, I do try. I can't seem to get places on time. I think I don't get started in time. Well, you, know you don't I mean? start to get started in time. You misjudge how long it's going to take you to get ready, and at the last minute you have everyone going crazy, and you're hysterical. Yes, no, you're right. You're right. You are. You I are fired friend. two secretaries yeah. for always being late and giving more trumped-up excuses. My excuse isn't trumped up. Could I just tell you? Please? All right. Please. All right. All right. Let's hear it. It's going to be something really nutty. Listen now. Just listen to It me. is. People are always late, run out of excuses, and they have to begin getting really imaginative reasons and excuses. I was on the fifth floor of the store, and I couldn't come down and meet you because I only had on one shoe. You 
only had one shoe on. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I, I like that. that that's, a, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. How, how'd you dream that one out? That is the truth. I was trying to match a pair of sandals that I just loved. These, these ones I had on. And the clerk took my one shoe and said he'd check in the stockroom. They didn't have it, and he gave a boy the sandal and told him to check with the shoe department in the basement. And there I was, waiting for him to come back. I couldn't come down in the elevator and walk into the street with one shoe on. All right, don't believe it. Oh, I do. I, I believe it. Only to you this would happen. And to me. And... Here's your present. Only it isn't gift-wrapped. Present? For what? Well, it's a belated birthday present that I ordered, and it just came in. A brown leather picture frame you wanted for my picture on your desk. I spent an hour and a half this afternoon going everywhere to Hales on 7th Street, Lawler's Leather Shop way over on Rice Street, finally back to Jackson's, and they said they had nothing but maroon and green leather frames, and then in desperation to Richmond's, where I had first ordered it, and they said last week they probably wouldn't get it in, but today they said yes. Mrs. Baxter came in. So there it is. You might at least open the box and see if you like it. Oh, boy. You really know how to take the wind out of somebody's sails, don't you? <laughs> open it. Come on. Oh, here. Do you like it, huh? Is it what you wanted? Oh, huh? Yes. Yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. Thank you. Chris, maybe now you don't want my picture on your desk. Oh, come here. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm sorry. I kept you away. I feel awful, and from now on, really, I'll try to be better. Oh, I really please will. Please do try, sweetheart. I will. I swear yeah. to you, I will. I really will. <gasps> Elaine! What? Elaine and Carl were supposed to be there at 8 o'clock to play bridge with them tonight. I completely forgot. Well, wait a minute. It's 8.30 now. Well, you I... get it. You get it. Tell them I'm sorry we're late. I'll just comb my hair and freshen up. Oh. What's the use? Do you think all antiperspirants are basically the same? Well, ban roll-on antiperspirant may just change your mind. Take effectiveness, for instance. Tests have shown that ban roll-on antiperspirant will actually help stop wetness better than most leading sprays. Make your own test soon. Pick up a bottle of Ban Roll-On, and you may discover what we've shown in tests. Ban Roll-On Antiperspirant, proof that not all antiperspirants are created equal. Hi, I'm trimming my little girl's hair. Mine was the same beautiful chestnut color once, before the grays started sneaking in. But I discovered Loving Care Color Lotion from Clairol. It covered my grays without changing my natural color. And it has no peroxide. Loving Care made my hair shinier and softer, too. Our hair looks almost alike now. <laughs> Except mine has no bubble gum in it. Loving Care Color Lotion from Clairol. It's good for your hair. The Little Things in Life with Peg Lynch and Bob Dryden was written by Peg Lynch and directed by Warren Somerville and has been brought to you by Loving Care Color Lotion from Clairol. I'm Charles Woods. This program comes to you from the Radio Playhouse. <laughs>